everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And we're talking about TV today. Why not? I mean, I feel like we had a lot of requests for like how we're going to get through quarantine. We'll do a quarantine winter episode. I think the answer is we don't know yet, but I think TV is going to be a big part of it. And movies. And That's movies. what we're talking about today. I think it's it's weird. I feel like we're going to have to regress because I don't feel comfortable eating in a restaurant and I'm not <laughs> I'm going out to dinner tonight and it's so cold oh, and rainy. Inside. Yeah, inside. Yeah, Sorry. I will eat outside. I feel safe doing that, but I don't feel okay about indoor dining yet. And um I feel like I'm just going to be we're going to be like back to like full on quarantine. Yeah, I know. It's like it's freezing today. It's freezing. And I have dinner plans outside after this. I am the least jealous that anyone has ever been. Yeah. So I don't be- blame you. Before we get into the shows, the movies, tell me what's going on. What's your high? My high was you and I had dinner this week. We went to Lola Taverna, which you was your high last time. It was so nice to see you and not hang out like and be like working because we no. see each other like we've recorded three times this week. So we see each other a lot. Yeah. And I also feel like every time I've seen you recently has been with other people. With a group. And you know, I, I like my my ideal hang is a one-on-one hang. So it was great. And the food was fucking incredible. So it was not just my company. It, your company was pushed excellent. into the high bucket. We had a really nice bottle of wine. We got, they have this spicy feta dip. I want to take a bath in that stuff. Grace, it comes in, you can choose three dips and you get like three different ones. And Grace is like, next time we're just getting three of the spicy feta. Yeah, it was so good. We had an amazing steak. We had, they have the best Greek salad ever. Oh, the Greek salad's so good. It's so good. I'm so glad you share my obsession with this place. Oh, it's so good. And so nice. Mm -hmm. A lot of Greek restaurants are like, not divey, but just like more like, like less like fine dining. And this was, it's definitely like a fancier restaurant. It's super cute. And they have heat lamps. They do. Yeah. How about you? So my highs at work has been really chill the past few weeks, which I'm counting as a high, but it it makes me like, it gives me a weird feeling where I'm like, oh, is the other shoe going to drop or it's either going to get really busy or like, or people are going to be like, we don't need your services anymore. We're done. So I I have that in the back of my mind, but it's been really nice that work has been really, really chill like the past two to three weeks. So that's been awesome. And we are getting ready to start writing season three of Rom-Com Pods. So I'm very excited to get a new creative project going. Yeah. Because we're, we're wrapping up the loose ends of season two still, but it's like not fulfilling in the same way, like the finishing touches part to me. Yeah, that makes sense. I like, like the hard creation part. Yeah. So that's my high. What about lows? I had a really low low. So I ruined my body on Monday. <laughs> So I um, wasn't this your low last week. It was different. <laughs> it was no, it was like two weeks ago. I did something to my hip flexors. Yeah. So I, I feel like so boring with the amount that I talk about the Soul Cycle Bank, but I really have nothing going on in my life. We don't have a lot going on. So anyway, I have been having some like back pain from it over the past couple of weeks, and I've been ignoring it. And then on Monday, I woke up and I was like, oh, my back is not okay. And what I think is going on is that in the past, every time I, you know, because I used to do a lot of SoulCycle, but I was also doing a lot of Pilates. So I think I had more core strength. And so now I think because I hadn't worked out for three months before getting the bike and jumped right into it and haven't done anything else other than that, I think that it's putting more pressure on my lower back because I don't have the core strength. Yeah. So I woke up on Monday morning. 
And not only was my back like so royally screwed, I also had period cramps and they were shooting into my legs. There is nothing worse than back pain plus period cramps. It was so bad. You feel like you're dying. I was broken. So thankfully, it's now Thursday. I feel I feel fine now. I'm getting back on the Melissa Wood health train. I did it this afternoon. And did, did you do today's planking series? Mm-mm. I did a different one. It was like a 14-minute abs with your own body weight one. Yeah. And it was immediately obvious that I have no core strength at the moment because I was like, whoo. It's so hard. So hard. I did the planking one today and it was so hard. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. So I'm, I'm trying to – I took the week off doing SoulCycle and – you know, I'm going to try to work in doing more Melissa Wood Health ab stuff just to. Yeah, just to balance it. Balance it and like build core strength again. So yeah. that was my low. What was your low? My low is also very boring. This weather, it's just so cold and rainy. Like today is like, bo- I went to take out some trash and it's just like bone chillingly cold and wet. I do not usually feel like I have seasonal affective disorder i think I i'm gonna get it very this concerned for this winter i think so i saw on julia from lemon stripes's story she was talking about it and she was like she linked to an article that said that this year is going to be really bad because we people will get seasonal depression but they will we also have will have to stay inside yeah so it was like take it was like an article about like taking steps to prevent that i'm gonna find it and i'll put it in the facebook group too but it recommended a heat, a, not a heat lamp. I, I'm really set on a heat lamp right now. A like a sun lamp that like makes you happy, like a like a light therapy light. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna look into maybe getting one of those. Interesting. Just proactively, but I heard you have to like look at it. I don't know. You don't have to look at it, but you have to be in its light for like a good amount of time. Yeah, and I think I'd get really bored. I wonder if I could get it and read. While, while looking at it. Yeah. Or you could do it like I think you can put it like next to your computer. Yeah. I just wouldn't be good at like you can't do anything and you have to have this light on your face. No, I don't think it's like that. Okay. So yeah, I will be curious to hear how that is. I feel like today the weather's been so crappy and I, I just feel gloomy in a way that I do not usually feel. Yeah, I know. I feel like that too. It's not good. And especially after daylight savings time when it gets dark even earlier. I know. Oh, when is daylight savings time? Sunday. Fuck. Yeah, we're going to be getting those like four o'clock. Oh, I hate those. I hate that. Yeah. All right. Gross. Quick desperation minute. We haven't done one in a while. If you are enjoying this podcast, if we are your fake friends during quarantine, we are so happy to be that for you. And we would love it if you could leave us a review. Or if you've already left us a review, you can take a screenshot, share it on your story, tell anyone about this podcast. I will shoot you very straight that we have completely flatlined and we haven't really grown a lot during the pandemic, which I get. I think a lot of our listeners used to listen while they commute and a lot of listeners probably have kids. So, you know, have other things going on. So, you know, no no fault of anyone's. But we get um, it. Would love you as our loyal listeners who hopefully love us to help us spread the word a little bit and get back to growing yeah so that's that and before we get into the conversation we also have a new sponsor to talk about so this week's episode is brought to you by uncommon goods they help you find the just right thoughtful gift for everyone on your list and they're going to be your favorite place to do your online holiday shopping this year 
So they stock a huge selection of creative gifts, many of which you cannot find anywhere else. They have a great selection of products from independent makers and small businesses that you wouldn't be able to find at a big box or department store. And they stock everything from art to jewelry to products for kids, your kitchen, or even your bar cart. So to get ready for this ad, Uncommon Goods gave us both a gift card to do a little shopping for ourselves, and I had a blast. So first, I got the book club puzzle that I posted on Instagram a few weeks ago. It basically broke my DMs. When I posted it, people were so into it. Fair warning, it is so hard. I like a hard puzzle, but just know it is the most difficult puzzle I've ever done. Then I got some food huggers, which are these silicone toppers for containers. And I also got an avocado shaped one for half avocados. And they're meant to replace saran wrap and plastic baggies. But that just goes to show you the variety of things they have. I want a food hugger. I didn't see those. I got the best collapsible cheese board ever. It basically looks like a really big slice of pizza. And then it has all these like drawers in it that fold out to make a big round circular cheese platter. It even has little cute little knives in the bottom, but it's just perfect because I, in olden days, loved to entertain, but I do not have a lot of space for those things that you only use like once a month. Totally. Once every couple of months. In this case, maybe once a year. Totally. So I had so much fun browsing. There were so many products that I hadn't seen anywhere else. And they had a ton of fun craft and cooking DIY kits that I think would be so giftable. And they even had like fun gifts for men. Why are men so hard to shop for? They're so hard. And I... I already know that I'm going to be coming back to Uncommon Goods once I get into holiday shopping. So if you want to be a gifting hero and come through with some totally unique and fun gifts, Uncommon Goods is going to be your secret weapon. We also love that for every purchase, Uncommon Goods gives back $1 to the nonprofit partner of your choice. To date, they've donated over $2 million. And we have a code for you. To get 15% off your first gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash BOP. Again, that's uncommongoods.com slash BOP for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer for Uncommon Goods, cool, unique, and unusual gifts. Let's get back to this episode. Let's get into this episode. Yes. So are you more of a TV or a movie person? So I'm I'm generally more of a TV person than a movie person. I have to be in a very specific mood to watch a movie, and it's usually for me on a weekend. Because I feel like I I have very specific internal rules about when one can and cannot start a movie. Interesting. Like, I will never start a movie and not finish it. Like, it has to be watched in one setting. So if it's too late, like, I don't want to start watching a movie at 10 p.m. But sometimes I've, like, just finished reading or working or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'd like to watch something. But it's, like, not going to be a movie. So it's a TV show. But then you watch three episodes of a TV show. And then you're like, oh, I could have watched a movie. I don't do that. Oh. Sometimes I do. Well, I just think that, like, there's, like, some sometimes, like, when you're distracted or, like, whatever it is, like, a TV show feels like, oh, it's going to be half an hour. That's that's totally doable. Whereas with a movie, it's like, oh, it's two hours. Like, I have to be in, like, the right headspace for that. Like, I never just throw on a movie the way I casually throw on a TV show. Yeah, a movie is like a plan. Like, yeah. it's like I'm watching a movie tonight, and I usually would know that in advance and be like – yeah, I definitely plan my movie watching. I'm gonna start a movie at like eight PM. I'm not like, oh, I'm done with things. What am I gonna get what am I gonna do? Oh, should I watch a movie? Like, no, that yeah. never happened. Which I, are you? 
Well, I used to be more of a movie person, but I think that COVID and just like the state of the world <laughs> have like really impacted my ability to focus, which is something I'm I'm working on. So I don't I hope it's, I hope I go back to being more of a movie person because there's just so many great movies from especially like older movies and documentaries and all of that, but I feel like during COVID I like either watch a TV show or I watch something I've already seen before like a Nancy Myers movie or um, like an old 80s movie. Wait, you have cable though, right? Are you watching your TV? Like, are you just like going into the guide and finding something? Or are you watching on like DVR or like on I watch, Netflix? So I watch mostly streaming. I need to get rid of my of my cable now that I have HBO Max because I really got cable. So you guys, I'm just going to give you a little brief history of me and TVs. I have always had a TV in my apartment, but... When I lived with my ex, he had a DVR and we had like a beautiful big screen TV and it was like so much fun for movies and TV and all of that. Then when I moved out into my first post-breakup apartment, I lived in a little studio and I had a little TV up in my bed. Like my old assistant, Ilana, gave me her little TV to watch, which is not much bigger than my computer monitor. It was like perfect for that though. But because of that, I just had an Apple TV and I didn't have cable. So then I moved into this apartment, which is like so big and so nice, well, by New York standards. And I bought a 60-inch TV and I was like, oh, I'm going all in. I got cable. I got a DVR. I'd never had a DVR of my own. And it was so exciting to like record all my favorite shows and have like a full DVR to go to. But now that we have streaming and all that other stuff, it really doesn't, it's not necessary. Yeah, like when was the last time that you just turned on the TV and like went to the guide and were like, I'm going to find something? I never do that. Yeah. I just, usually it's the DVR. Right. Like I, it's nice that you cable because I'll come down here and watch like the debates or. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that would be on that TV. needs to be added on my to, onto my to do list, which I will remember when we review this episode. Okay, but um, I need to cancel my cable because I don't use it enough, and I was really just using it for on demand and like Showtime and HBO. But I think it's more affordable to just have those as standalone streaming and then get rid of the main one. Yeah, what's your favorite genre of TV and movies? So movies, I kind of. I like an old person romance, which is very specific. But that that's is my such favorite. a specific genre, but I know exactly what you're talking about, and I fully agree. Um, but I also love a mystery. I really like a heist kind of movie. It's interesting. Or like anything with secret agents. For somebody who has such murdery book taste, you don't seem to watch a lot of murdery TV shows or movies. So I really miss having a boyfriend because I love horror movies with a boyfriend. Like when you're snuggled on the couch with somebody. I will not watch them alone. I will cat. not watch them with a friend. I will have nightmares. But You sound like the cat in the hat. I, I will not. I will not. I will not. The only reason to have a boyfriend is to watch horror movies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I want a boyfriend. I've just given up because of COVID. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god! Um, so I love I love a heist. I love like a um, what did it? What was I watching? We just watched Ava the other night, and it wasn't very good. Mm. But I love like I love a doc a good documentary, like where I learned something. I love a murdery documentary. Um, right now I've just been like so Nancy Myers out. Like I feel like I, that's all I watch is like I rewatch the same four Nancy Myers movies. I feel like you have much more diverse tastes than I do. I have pretty I pretty much only watch rom-coms when it comes to movies. You are such a rom-com person. Like, I am. I mean, I so I usually fall asleep when I watch rom-coms. Oh no. No. So I I pretty much only watch rom-com movies 
I will watch other movies with people if they want to. But if I'm in charge and I'm alone, I will pretty much only watch a rom-com. And then on TV, I feel like I mostly watch sitcoms. Like I like comedies. Um, I do like any show that has to do with like the CIA. Like I Me love too. anything about the CIA like or the FBI, like the blacklist. Nope, not the FBI. Oh, for me, only the CIA. Oh, I love. I, you know what I used to love about the CIA? Did you ever watch Co- Covert Affairs with Piper Parabo? Sure, didn't. What is? Oh it? Oh my god, this is your new binge show. It's so cheesy. Do you remember her? She was in Coyote Ugly. Yes, of course I remember her. Well, she's all grown up. She's still like a gorgeous babe, but she's like more conservative, and she's like wearing her like suits. Is this recent? Um, it was around when Stefan and I dated, so it's oh, not, so that, it's recent. not that recent. It's probably like seven or eight years old. Okay. Um, it is so fun. Okay, yeah. No, I I love a CIA show. I, I mean, like, I really like Jack Ryan. Have you watched Jack Ryan? Yeah, I like Jack Ryan. I haven't watched much of it. I need to, like, get more into it. I started Jack Ryan at the beginning of COVID, and I couldn't focus on anything. Oh, yeah. And I was having a hard time focusing on the show. I think that's a good one for me to pick back up. I agree. Yeah, I like a CIA show. I will sometimes do... I mean, like, I was really into Game of Thrones. Like, I will go outside of the genre in TV, but in movies, I'm, like, pretty much only romantic comedies. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with TV. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm very excited. Can we talk about our favorite TV shows growing up? Yes. So when I was really young, I just remember watching Anne of Green Gables and Avonlea, like, constantly. Did you watch the second one? Avonlea. I don't even think I've heard of that. So Avonlea was set after Anne, like, grew up a little bit. It's the same characters and stuff, but it was, like, the spinoff. No, I didn't watch either of those. Oh, my God. Anne of Green Gables, like, it was, like, set in Prince Edward Island, and it was just, like, she had red hair, and Gilbert Bly, like, antagonized her, but then they fell in love when they were older, and her best friend was this girl, Samantha, and they, like, got drunk on cordial like by accident having a tea party they were it was it was like they were wearing like pinafore dresses and i don't it's not something that either of us would seek out now but as a child it was the best and one thanksgiving in the last 10 years becca my sister found it on tv and we like put our sweatpants on and didn't move for a whole day just watching oh wow no i never watched that oh it's great no, I feel like when I was a kid, when I was like a kid kid, I liked like um, more – I don't remember ever watching anything historical. Like I remember watching like Punky Brewster and I remember watching like Blossom, but it was all like yeah. like Hang With Mr. Cooper, but it was all like present day stuff. Like I don't remember watching any – Oh, the whole family loved Anna Green Gables. Oh. No. Yeah. No. I feel like the most formative show to me when I was growing up was Gilmore Girls because I – so I think Gilmore Girls started in 2001, and I, I was the same age or within one or two years of Rory. Okay. I was older than Rory and thought she was annoying. Yeah. I was like the same age as her. I I watched it with my mom. Um, My mom was a single mom. She was nothing like Lorelai. I don't really think that I was anything like Rory. It was set in Connecticut. I lived in Connecticut. Like it was, it was very um, – it felt very like meant to be. Okay. So I, like I feel like that was super like a show that I like loved. Yeah. When I was younger. Although by that point I was in high school. So it wasn't like early high school. My show like that was Dawson's Creek because that came oh. out when I was a junior in high school. So I think like 98. I love Dawson's Creek. I yeah. remember it being very controversial to the point where like even my like 
Oh, because you were younger than me. I was younger than you. But I remember it being to the point where even like my great aunt and uncle were like talking about it, like knew about it. I remember it being this like very big cultural moment. And I was like very drawn to it and how taboo it was. Yeah. I will tell you that I, I do think that the reason I went to BC has a lot to do with Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Because the college that they go to looks it's a fake college in Boston. It looks like BC. It's like old stone buildings and it oh, like funny. the quad and it looks like that. And I remember when I was touring colleges, I just had this idea in my head of like, this is what college is supposed to look like yeah. based on TV. And like, I remember going to BU um, for like a tour or, or interview or something. And I was like, no, because it's a city campus. And I was like, no. This isn't what college looks like. Oh, funny. Yeah, I um, I was already in college by the time they got to college because I was the same age as them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that – or maybe they were one year older. I don't know. Did you watch the whole – all the way through? Oh, I watched oh, okay. all the way through. Okay. Um, I loved that show, though. The other one I really liked when I was, like, young, young. We weren't allowed to watch much TV. Like, we were always outside. We did a lot of, like, creative – like, crafts and stuff. Like, my mom and dad just – didn't want us to watch much TV. So I remember I watched – I got to, like, have, like, one half hour, I think. Oh, I used to watch a lot of TV. We watched Saved by the Bell. I loved Saved by I the Bell. I loved Saved by the Bell. I loved Saved by the Bell the college years, too. Oh, I never watched it. Oh, yeah. I, I watched all of it. I don't know if it was actually airing by the time I was watching it or if yeah. it was just, like, reruns, but I loved that. I also loved – were you too old for Boy Meets World? No, I loved Boy Meets World. Loved Boy Meets World. I had such a crush on Ryder Strong. I had, such you, a, I had such a crush on him, too. Do you know that Ryder Strong has a podcast about books? I do. We, we've talked about this. Uh-oh. Have we talked about it on the podcast? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, we've definitely talked about it in real life where you were like, I'm going to take him down. And I was like, oh, wow, someone is competitive. It's me. <laughs> um, wait, I my one of my earliest memories of realizing I had a big forehead was – I remember trying to do my hair like Topanga's and my face just didn't look like hers and I was like getting upset and then I realized like she has a very small forehead oh, <laughs> and no. I have a very big one and I was and like I remember having that realization like because you know when you're young you're just you don't realize like face shapes yeah. and like it's like trying to put like an hourglass into a a, a pencil like yeah. it doesn't work like do you know something that I'm realizing right this minute what so do you remember in Boy Meets World where they went to college and then there was the whole plot line about how Corey and Topanga wanted to get married before they were before they graduated college and then they yes. had to move into that special housing yes. because they couldn't live together? And like I don't remember it being very like I remember the show being pretty like PG, PG thirteen. Yeah. So it wasn't like very scandalous about like them having sex or anything. But I'm like, I can I truly cannot imagine a show today portraying a plot line about like we want to get married at 19 and like we're going to move into this like special housing. You know what? Because they seemed so much older than me then. It didn't seem weird at all at the time. Weird at all. I was like, yeah, oh wow, special housing. Uh-huh. But now in my 30s I'm like, that was weird. Yeah. I was talking to somebody else about this the other week. I feel like it was writing TV was easier in the 90s. Like audiences were less savvy myself included. Yeah. Like I was talking uh, the example I was talking about was um Family Matters. Oh my god, I loved Family loved, Matters. I loved the whole TGIF, the TGIF la- yeah, and Full House, the loved whole TGIF lineup. But like, do you remember how it was like? Okay, Family Matters is like a show about this family, and it's mm-hmm. like 
the dad's a cop and like there's a bunch of kids and they have this annoying neighbor. And then like halfway through, they were like, and there's a machine in the basement and he comes out of the machine and then he's stiff on her cow. And yes. he's like, and then he's like super handsome and Laura's in love with him. And I was like, why didn't we have more questions about that? Yeah. Like maybe it was just because I was a child, but I was like, I bought that hook, line and sinker. Like I wasn't like. We never questioned things. It was just like, oh, okay. Like, I'm just thinking of, like, going into a room and, like, pitching a TV show. And it's like, okay, so for three seasons, it's, like, a really normal family sitcom. And then they have a machine in the basement that turns him into a dreamboat for a limited time. And he's the same guy, but he speaks differently and wears slightly different clothes. And now he's a hunk. Yeah. And, like, where is Jaleel White now? Probably, like, really rich and, like, doesn't need to work. Yeah. Oh, he's pretty good looking. Yeah. No, he, when he was Stefan Urkel, he was good looking. He's 43. That makes sense. Lives in Culver City. Do you ever feel like you expect people to be way older than you and then you look it up and you're like, oh, they're not that much older than me? Yeah, he's only four years older than me. That show, I love that But isn't that an that insane show. plot line? Yeah. You're totally right, but I loved it growing up. And it wasn't as if the show had like a paranormal thing all along, like with Alex Mack or something. Did you watch Alex Mack? Mm-mm. I used to love that show. It was like, okay, there was like a paranormal element throughout. They just like took a regular sitcom and they were like, and there's a time machine. Oh, my God. I also, I think that you were, I know that you weren't into this, that you were too old for this, but I also loved the Olsen twins had this very short-lived show called So Little Time. And this is in the days before there was the guide on TV. You Mm -hmm. just like had to flip around. And it was like this mysterious show. I think it was on like ABC Family or whatever ABC Family was before it was ABC Family. And I have no idea when it aired, but you would just like sometimes find it. And it was this super short-lived show. I think it was on for like two years. And it was probably when – I'm also the same age as the Olsen twins. And it was probably when they were in like – I would say like somewhere between like eighth and tenth grade. Okay. So they were like tweens to teens okay. kind of. And they lived in L.A. somewhere. With one of their parents. I can't remember. But, like, I remember the fashion of it being so formative. Oh, yeah. I would love to see photos of what I thought was super cool. But I remember, like, being like, oh, my God, this show is the coolest. My sister had them wallpapered all over her room. Like, she was obsessed with them. I didn't have that because I was busy um, wallpapering my room with boys, although I was only allowed to have photos in my closet because my mom didn't want me to ruin the walls. But, um... I love the Olsen twins. Wait, also, what about 90210? That was – we talked about that a little bit with um, Alexis Daria last week. Oh, yeah. But I loved that show. And I, so my parents were really strict with the TV watching. And then when I got – we got an au pair, she was really into 90210. So I started watching it with her. And then, I mean, my parents, like, just didn't know. And then when she left, I was like, well, I need to watch 90210. And they were like, you're in, like – seventh grade you shouldn't be watching this so i was thinking about this more after we talked to alexis and so i remember watching it when i was a kid and i must have been like elementary school age like i was really young because it was like live and i didn't watch it all the time but i would sneak watch it and i would watch it because i knew i wasn't allowed to watch it yeah that made me want to watch it but then when i think i actually really watched um 90210 was when i was in college do you remember soapnet mm-mm it was this like TV network that I don't think exists anymore. Maybe it does. You can check. And they played 90210 all the time. Oh, funny. And like, especially, I feel like they had this like block on the weekends on like Saturdays from like 
10 until 4 or something. They always used to play 90210. And we'd be so hungover. And we would just like have Gatorade and like be in our sweatpants and like all commune on our couch. And we would just watch like hours of 90210. That show was on for so long. It was on for so long. But I think that's where I saw. Yeah. That's where I like really saw 90210. Because I remember watching it when I was a kid. But I think it probably was over my head. Yeah. A lot of it was over my head too. I am. I, um, I just remember like thinking it was like so scandalous, like because like things like like sex came up. But they they got like well into their twenties in the yeah. show. Like it wasn't just you know it started when they were in high school. But mm-hmm. yeah, it gives me all the nostalgia, like the Peach Pit and Nat. And do we watch nine hundred two one zero this winter? Maybe we do. I I would hate for it to get ruined because it was terrible. But well, I rewatched the OC like a couple years ago. No. It doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. But even at the time, I like the OC after Marissa Cooper dies is not worth it. Oh, no. So there's only three seasons to begin with. I wonder what happened to Ryan Atwood's character. I haven't seen him in anything. Oh, he has a show where he's a he's a police officer. Are you scared of him? No. He's an adult male blonde. Oh, he's not that blonde. He's not that kind of blonde. He's like a dirty blonde. I'm not scared of him. So Becca has a a fear of adult male blondes, like the ones with the blonde eyelashes. Yeah, I think they all look diabolical and like they have an evil plan. (laughs) Like they all are up to something. (laughs) Would not trust any of them. Oh, my gosh. I think blonde kids are cute. I think blonde women are attractive. I I do not trust blonde men. (laughs) So wait, what have you been watching in quarantine? So what have I been watching? I watched The Politician and um the, loved that. Yeah, in season two of The Politician. That is one of that is one of the best shows. I think everything Ryan Murphy does is great. I disagree. I do not love everything Ryan Murphy does, but I love the politician. Did you watch Hollywood? I didn't know. Oh, you should watch that. It's so good. But it's, I don't like um Scream Queens or like um what's the the one where every season is a new i don't think that's what this is no but that's a ryan murphy show oh scream queens scream queens but then the other one where it's like every lady gaga is in it it's like everyone is in. oh new. yeah no i'm just thinking of hollywood and also the politician okay so you like two things that ryan okay murphy did. so i lied but those two shows are wonderful um scream queens was fun but it's a little campy the politician is so good on so many levels i mean the fashion is so good also yeah. And just the colors, like totally. something about the aesthetics of it just makes you happy while you're totally. watching it. And it's it's a show that I think – I think season two was better than season one. I agree. Like they did that time jump, so it like was kind of disconnected. And I like usually that loses me on a show, but I was like, no, season two is, mm-hmm. is way better. I agree. So that – I loved Love Life with Anna Kendrick. And I don't – I've actually heard – I feel like – Maybe it was Kate Kennedy. Maybe it was Danielle Prescott. Those are two people I follow that tend to like expose people on their on their Instagram stories. One of them was talking about Anna has a really bad rep, I guess, and she's like kind I've of a brat. That. Which I saw her at a party once, and she like she was like one of the celebrities that was like hired to mingle and stuff, and she like just sat by herself in a fenced off section. She just like didn't look fun. And I was like, that's too bad. You play such like fun characters. She um. Who was the person? They were like ragging on the wig she had to wear. It was really, it was like the funniest Instagram story. Oh, I remember seeing this where it was like she was had this wig and it looked really um, 
bad and it bangs. was like when you when you mistreat yeah people when you mistreat on people on set they do you dirty yeah who put that in their story it was so funny i think it might have been kate kennedy i think it might have been it was either her or danielle um anyways i loved it i thought it was really heartwarming and just really realistic and relatable and raw but also funny at times it was great Love that. Everyone told me I would love Dr. Foster. What's Dr. Foster? It is a British show and it's a thriller. And it's about oh. this woman and it starts, she's like this really successful doctor. I'm thinking of something else. Oh. I'm thinking of The Fosters, which is like a show with like Lori Laughlin on it from like no the early 2000s. <laughs> no. So Dr. Foster is about this woman who like has like the perfect life. She has a son, a husband, Everything's going great. She's this really prestigious doctor. And then she finds a woman's hair on, I think, her husband's scarf. And, like, she kind of, like, goes down a rabbit hole. And she finds out that he's having an affair. He's having an affair with the woman is played by Jodie Comer, who I love from Killing Eve. And just think she is stunning. She's so beautiful. She's so, so beautiful. So... I watched the first season and I couldn't stop. And then I started the second season and I've just been kind of meh on it. But I am mm. going to pick it back up. That's how I felt about Killing Eve, another Jodie Comer yeah. show, where I loved the first season and then I was kind of meh on it. Yeah, same. So that – what else? Oh, the morning show I watched like right before quarantine. I watched it during quarantine. I'm Googling right now to see I hope it when back. the second season will be because it got picked up. But I don't know if they started filming it before COVID. Because it looks like it says that season one came out November 1st, 2019. It's not going to come out for any time soon, I don't think. I was hoping that they filmed it and it would it would come out. And then the last thing that I watched that I loved, I mean, there's other things I've watched, like what else are we doing? We're watching TV and, movie, and watching movies, was I rewatched White Collar. And that was really fun. I love, I loved that show back when it was on. Did you watch White Collar? No. I think you would love it. I got my mom and dad to watch it too it's an fbi show where this there's like a con man with a heart of gold and he gets captured and then he joins them kind of like the blacklist Mm -hmm. to help them out but he's just like so charming and dynamic and he's always like going to like glamorous parties as part of his job it's fun i've like found a lot of solace in having a show that i'm watching during quarantine like having a show that is like my show that it's like yeah you know during the week i can watch like one or two episodes at night yeah I've watched a ton of TV. I what I've I'm doing that with Gossip Girl, and I think I'm already on season four. I think I might restart Gossip Girl. I I had watched Gossip Girl somewhat recently before the pandemic, so I didn't at the beginning. I was like, no, because a lot of people were doing that, and I was like, no, I don't think I, I'm going to. Yeah, but I think I might. So okay, so here's what I've watched. So I I rewatched all of New Girl, and I will say that there are definitely some points of it that are problematic. Like it's very fat phobic. Um, there's like some things that are like not quite that feminist about it. Yeah. However, the writing is so good. I laugh out loud every episode. Interesting. I didn't really like New Girl as a show. I I think it's like great. You know, the episodes are 20 minutes. Yeah. Like it's like a great easy watch. So I wa- I rewatched all of that. I really liked it. I watched episodes, the one with Matt LeBlanc, which was like a little more kind of like fucked up. Yeah. Like it it's a comedy, but it's like kind of like a British comedy a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I liked that. By the end, I was kind of like, yeah, I get it. But that entertained me for a while. I also watched The Politician. Dead to Me season two came out during quarantine. Yeah, I started it. Dead, 
You didn't finish it? No, I didn't like it. Oh my God, Grace, you don't know the twist at the end? Mm-mm. Uh, okay. I loved it. Okay. And there, that show just has such good twists at the end. Okay. For a while, I was rewatching Scandal, which I was really into, but then it came off Netflix, and I don't know why. Rachel, all of my friends hate this about me. Um, I have the version of Hulu with commercials, and I'm like, commercials don't bother me. And also, I like, I kind of work making commercials sometimes, so I think it's interesting to see commercials. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to binge watch Scandal with four commercial breaks. Oh yeah. So it when it went off Netflix and it's only on Hulu now, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So I got through like season four of that. Oh, the other thing that I love, love, loved during quarantine was Never Have I Ever. Oh, I loved that show. I might I have loved to go it. back and watch that again. That was so cute. It was so I loved funny. those girls. I thought they were so, – it was like heartwarming, but also – The writing was so good. Oh, it was so good. I know. I might have to go back and rewatch that. Yeah. It was like such a quick one. But yeah, I think Gossip Girl might be on my docket for once we get into winter. It's it's a great – It's and it's taking me a long time to get through it all. There's the problem a, with Gossip Girl is that there are some – I feel like the season where Serena – is hooking up with the cousin and working on the campaign. I feel like oh, that whole season is so bad. I'm past that. And then the other season where she goes to Columbia and is like, is she having to figure with the teacher? I forget. There's like two seasons that I I really could live without. I guess yeah. I could just skip them. You can just skip them. But there's two seasons that I'm like, oh, this is bad. If it's getting overly dramatic, I also will like oftentimes – have it on in the background of work like if I'm working at night I can't do that I don't background watch I'm okay. either in it or I'm not in it okay that's probably the better way to be so yeah I don't know what about your all-time faves what's your like top of the top okay all-time faves gossip girl yeah. sex in the city switching gears game of thrones that's what, what how I named Tyrion the west wing I love the west wing suits and white collar have you watched any Sex in the City recently? No. I I tried to go back and watch it, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and I I found myself not loving it. I found myself still liking it but hating Carrie. Yeah. Like, I mean that that too, but even just the episodes being like I think that they were so innovative at the time but have been so knocked off that now they feel cliché. Okay. Not because I think just because it was so much a part of the cultural zeitgeist that it got knocked off a lot. Interesting. I I don't know. I just liked it. I liked that the I liked their friendships. I liked I I mean now I'm like I want to be Miranda. I mean I loved it at the time and I I definitely watched it in my early twenties too after it was done airing. I don't know if it was like reruns on HBO or whatever, but like it's always been like a favorite show. But I when I tried to rewatch it recently, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Which makes me sad. It made me sad that when I was younger, I aspired to be like Carrie or Charlotte. And then I watched the show and was like, oh, no, I don't want to be like any of them. Yeah. 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 I mean, when I rewatched the show, like, yeah. as a 30-something. Yeah. But that's also just that the times have changed, too. Yeah, that's true. I feel like for me, my ultimate show that I will always, like, rewatch is 30 Rock. Okay. I just think like the comedy and the writing is so good and I will like never tire of it. Okay. I love 30 Rock. I've actually watched The Good Place a surprising amount of times. I think there are just like so many things about it that I think are so funny. Okay. Like the episodes where Jason Manzukis comes and he's Derek. Kill me. I don't I don't watch it, so I don't know. Ugh. 
I don't think I like a lot of comedy. Yeah, you don't. Like, I hate Shit's Creek. I think that The Good Place is kind of annoying. I think that 30, 30 Rock, I just oh, d- didn't hold my attention. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I um, I also will rewatch Parks and Rec every uh, five, you know, like not as often, but I'll yeah. get into that. I don't like it as much as some other people do. Like I like 30 Rock more. Gossip Girl also is like a show that I will like continually rewatch every yeah. couple of years. It's weird how the fashion in Go- Gossip Girl still holds up. It really does. Like all of it. Even like throughout the seasons. Like every outfit. Like sometimes when they're in their like really bodycon dresses and stuff, I'm like mm, not into that outfit. But most for the most part, I love it all. It really does. I agree with that. Yeah. Do you watch any current TV? Like, are, are you younger. watching anything? Yeah, that's – I saw in the outline I was like, you had younger, and I was like, yeah, that's the only thing I really watched too. Like, I kind of um, – I liked Love Life, which is current. There, Yeah, there's, like, seasons of stuff. Yeah. But, like, I don't think there's going to be more Love Life, you know? Yeah. I, I kind of – I crapped out on the bold type. I don't like the bold type. I liked it at first, and then I got sick of it. Everyone says this current season – I think Alex was yelling at me that everyone says this current season is so good. So, I don't know. Maybe in the depths of winter, I'll, I'll go back to it, but – I like it. I think it's feminist and smart, but I just – I don't like Jane and I don't like Kat. I think they're both so annoying. Do you like Sutton though? Yeah. Yeah. I like her. I didn't mind any of them. I just felt like it was like – it felt like the characters were just like making the same mistakes with different people and I was like – yeah. I don't know. I felt like they were like annoying younger friends that I just like – I like would just watch them make these mistakes and be like, I don't want to watch you do this anymore. <laughs> like I need, I need some boundaries on oh, our friendship. No. <laughs> yeah. It makes me sad that I don't have any like current season TV things that I'm into. Yeah. There hasn't been. Shit's Creek was my last one, but now it's over that I was like yeah. watching in real time. Sad. Sad. Although, I mean, I guess it's good not to be truly like dependent on anything or like super into anything. Cause I think that it's going to be weird with, with covid to see what happens to tv production oh you know what i love and can't wait for it to come back what you i didn't watch season two. Oh my god you must that's it, that's one of my favorite shows so you i'm a weenie like i am a weenie and i am scared i get scared of tv like even season one was a lot for me and i watched most of season one with my friends elizabeth and molly so i can watch scarier things with other people but like i would never just like watch it by myself oh my god it's the best show it's so good no i'm not saying it's not good but i'm just like i'm a scaredy cat well watch season i don't know maybe i'll watch it with you um season three though i can't wait for that to come yeah if you rewatch season two I'll watch it with you. Okay. Maybe before season three comes out, I'll rewatch it and we can watch it together. Okay. Yeah. I need a buddy. But that's my favorite. Like, it's like, a, it was like, it's like gossip girlish, but it's scary. I love it. Um, Wait, did you watch Emily in Paris? Yeah. I watched Emily in Paris in like less than a week. Yeah. I did too. I started it the night, the day it came out. Yeah. I was so excited. I was so excited. It eh. makes me, so on the one hand, it makes me really excited because I feel like those types of shows are what we want to create with rom-com pods. And so the fact that there's such a big audience for it makes me really happy. It strikes me as a show that I watched because we're in quarantine. But if it, if I had a life outside of quarantine and like we hadn't, it, 
it hadn't been these circumstances, I probably would have watched two episodes, been like, this is terrible and like not watched it anymore. I I liked it. It it did get better, I think, or maybe I just got more used to it. I liked the chef a lot. I was very I into the, the chef. The storyline was the, the chef. only good thing about that show and the clothes. I thought Emily's and it was and Emily's hair when she's not wearing the bad extensions. <laughs> and I did like I did like some for clothes. Um but I thought that um, the writing about her career was like so dumbed down and like yes, dated. It makes working in PR just look like it's all schmoozing and parties, and it's so much work. And then like the the relationship she had with her boss, I didn't love. Yeah, um, that her boss was like having an affair, and then she was like jealous and competitive with Emily. I I liked it. Listen, am I going to watch season two? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I will watch it because I'll be bored. But I don't know. I, I think it almost in some ways lucked out it, that it came out in quarantine. It did because people wanted to see something beautiful and escapist. Oh, it was super escapist. It was so fun to like see the the Paris stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked it. I feel like I'm being harsher on it than I than I actually felt in the moment. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to discuss was we don't we both don't really like reality TV. No, I don't watch any reality TV, and it's not because I'm above it. I like I firmly, firmly believe this. Yeah, it, it's because I have a slightly addictive personality, and if I were to start watching one of the Housewives, I would need to watch all of the Housewives. Yeah, and then I would have no life. Like, there's yeah. just no reason for me to give away more of my time to this type of thing. Yeah, like I've definitely like dipped a toe in the Kardashians. Like when I used to have cable and it would be like a hungover Sunday and I would find it and I would be like, wow, I've just watched six hours of the Kardashians. But like, I'm not too good for reality TV. I'm like, just try not to get dragged under. Yeah. What's your why don't you watch reality TV? I just don't like it. It gives me a headache. But the one show I do like, like I put on Housewives once and there's just like so much yelling and drama. And I was like, I don't like this. Like, you know me. I don't like drama. Like even when friends are being dramatic, I tend to like just like retreat and hide. I just don't like it. But I do like Southern Charm. And I think that comes back this week. I think it's back now. I I do like, um, I do like Queer Eye, but that's like a different kind of reality TV. Yeah. Like I... I watched – and I also watched the Home Edit show and I watched the Studio McGee show. Um, I didn't really like the – I felt like the Home Edit was like – it was fun to watch, but it felt like a big inf- infomercial for clear plastic. And then I watched – and I thought that the Studio McGee one was really cute but also hard to relate to because it was just these giant mansions in Utah. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, well, this isn't something I'll ever have. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm not a big reality TV person. Yeah. Before we talk about movies, let's take another quick break and talk about a sponsor. So by now, you've definitely heard me talk about Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. So I've been using it for about six months, and I'm a total convert. And I wanted to share a few updates since using the custom formulas that Pros sent me. Spoiler alert, it's the real deal. So to get started, you take a hair quiz and you tell them all about your current hair, your hair goals, and your lifestyle. So I told them that I wanted to be able to go longer between washes, have less frizz when I air dry my hair, and just to improve my overall hair health. So I have to tell you, they really delivered. So I definitely noticed a difference that my roots don't get as oily as quickly as they used to. And the formula has definitely cut down on frizz. But mostly, I just noticed that my hair looks shinier and just all around better. Plus, it doesn't hurt that this is the best smelling shampoo and conditioner I have ever used. So I have the Corsica scent, and it is 
heaven. So Prose also has a really cool review and refine feature. So it lets me tweak my formulas for any reason. So when you restock, they ask you how your formula performed against your goals, and then you can change anything you like based on if you changed your hair routine, your hair goals have changed, or if you've colored your hair since your last order. And I also think it's super cool that they take into account environmental factors and seasonal changes based on your zip code. So I just got my second order about a month ago. So they know that I'm in fall now going into winter. So they've they've adjusted for that, which is so cool. So for the holidays, Pros is doing personalized gift sets, and this would be such a cool gift. So you just enter your recipient's email address, and then Pros will send a digital gift card and a link to an in-depth hair quiz. Then Pros bottles their unique formulas and ships the gift set right to their door. So the most memorable gift is a personalized one. And with Pros, you can give someone truly customized hair care. And if you're buying it for yourself... Uh, you know, maybe you deserve a holiday treat. And just know if you're skeptical, if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the product back, no questions asked. So if you want to take gifting to the next level with Pros Custom Hair Care, you can get 15% off your order by going to pros.com slash B-O-P. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash B-O-P for 15% off your order. Pros.com slash B-O-P. Pros.com slash BOP. On to the movies. Okay. Something I want to talk about is we binge TV a lot, but what about movies? Do you binge any movie series? No. I, well, I told, I'm Movie like, marathons, I I'm guess like is the I'm directly contradicting myself that I, um, I watched the Oceans movies last week and it was a weird out of character move, but I couldn't think of a single movie series that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really into it. I need more, but I was really into Back Back to the Future and then also Harry Potter, which I think I'm only on like the third movie right now. So not, not going through it at warp speed. But it's so they're so big that you can't watch it. You know what I want to watch is the what? Lord of the Rings movies. I've never seen. Those. I've never seen them either. I remember my ex used to be like, "We need to watch this together," and like I I would always fall asleep on the first one, and then he'd keep watching, and I'd just be like, "I'm gonna go do crafts." <laughs> what What have been your go to quarantine movies? I mean, I've just been watching rom-coms and I've I, I've been doing two things. So on the one hand, I'm trying to watch ones that like I've seen a million times and just like bring me comfort. Like um, last week, I, I started with the holiday movies really early this year. I watched Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. You love last that week. one. I love that one. Um, and so I'm like watching things that bring me comfort. But then I've also been trying to find rom-coms that I haven't seen before. But I've just been like fully immersed in the rom-com genre. So I looked back. If you Google Netflix history, you can like click and see what you've watched on Netflix. Yeah. So I went back and and, like looked at what I've watched on Netflix and Amazon Prime recently, like in the past like month. So, oh, so I watched The Prince and Me the other night. Oh, yeah. I started that the other night and then I put it, I took it off. I hated it. Oh, man. That one feels nostalgic to me. Yeah. I've seen it a million times. Yeah. Um, and, and I really think that the internet has ruined the secret prince genre or like the secret president's kids. Like there's oh. so many movies from when we were high school, college age of like um, like Chasing Liberty or um, First Daughter where it's like there's a secret identity of somebody, but like that just doesn't exist with the internet. Yeah. So I find them like really delightful and nostalgic. Okay. So I watch that. Um, oh my God. Morning Glory is on Netflix and it's one of my favorite rom-coms. Okay. Have you seen that? I don't think so. With Rachel McAdams and uh, Harrison Ford and Diane Lane. Diane Keaton. I think I've seen it. 
What's it about? It's about a morning show. Oh, I think I did. I don't remember it, though. Oh, I love that. Um, Oh, I watched About Time recently, which is the number one movie that is guaranteed to make me cry. I lose it when I watch that movie. Also a Rachel McAdams movie. I love Rachel McAdams, but I don't... You've never seen About Time? No, I have. I, I don't love that movie. I watched it because it is, you told me you were crying watching it. And I was like, I could use a good cry. It my black heart did not cry. It destroys me. Oh, my gosh. It destroys me. That and P.S. I Love You are my two movies that I am guaranteed to like. Okay, P.S. I Love You, watching. I agree with. That made me sob. I also kind of got into rewatching some of the like Netflix rom-coms from like a couple years ago when they were releasing them. So I watched Set It Up, the one with um, Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell. I think that's such a good one. Um, I watched the um, Ali Wong one, but I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, I loved that one. Always Be My Maybe. Always Be My Maybe. That, that was cute. That one was really cute. Um, I don't know. Like, I'll watch anything in the rom-com genre. I watched No Strings Attached a few weeks ago. Oh, I watched Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which I've never seen before. I watched I that. that was cute. Mm-hmm. I watched The Wedding Year on Hulu. Like, I'm just, I'll watch any rom-com. Like, if you like a rom-com and I have never mentioned it on the podcast, I would like you to, I'll do it. I don't want DMs. I'll, I'll put a chain in the Facebook group because I am seeking rom-com recs always. But yeah, it, it like brings me a lot of comfort to watch other people be happy while COVID is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. What have been your favorite quarantine go-tos? So I've had a, a few themes. One has been 80s. I love 80, good 80s movies, like from our youth. Um, She's Out of Control is fantastic. Um, Can't Buy Me Love is amazing. Working Girl is so fun. It's like one of my all-time favorite movies as it is. Um, And then when you are sad, turn to Nancy Myers and just admire her old people romances, admire the kitchens, um, the houses, the Hamptons homes, all of it. Um, my favorite Nancy Myers movies are probably The Intern, Something's Gotta Give, It's Complicated, Home Again, and of course, The Holiday. I don't know if I believe there's a bad Nancy Myers movie. Um, what Women Want doesn't really hold up, but oh, I forgot that that was a Nancy Myers. I movie. think it was good during the time. I remember liking it at the time, but I yeah. I do think the canon of Nancy Myers is yeah. like pretty pristine. Agreed. You like really can't go wrong in there. No, you can't. Yeah. So I noticed that you put favorite childhood movies in here and didn't add yours. So I would like to tell you mine that I feel very strongly about and you can brainstorm yours. So when I was a kid, I cannot justify this, but so we used to go to this video store. What was the name of it? It wasn't a blockbuster. Like it was like I think like a local-ish chain. But anyway, we used to go to this movie store and every single week, oh, it was called Tommy K's. And every single week, I wanted to get the same two movies. And I wanted to get Mermaids with Cher. And I wanted to get The Air Up There with Michael J. Fox. So The Air Up There, I have to assume is an incredibly racist movie. I haven't seen it as an adult, but the whole premise is that Michael J. Fox is like starting a basketball team and goes to like, Africa to recruit tribal African men to play in this basketball. That sounds real racist. And it's like a it's a comedy. Seven year old me, like two thumbs up. (laughs) Thirty four year old me. I haven't. I literally haven't seen it in two in like at least two decades. Um. 
and then the mermaids was like a deeply inappropriate movie for my mom to let me watch at that age yeah i was gonna say is that a kid's movie no not at all i don't it's not rated r like it's not like awful but like i guess spoilers on mermaids but it's about Cher is the mom of winona ryder and christina ricci and she's like always with a new man and they like move around a lot and she's like kind of a a promiscuous mom and she's like always leaving them to go go to parties and then like Winona Ryder is upset they're Jewish and Winona Ryder is obsessed with um being Catholic and so there's like this convent right near where they live and she ends up like losing her virginity to like this guy who works at the convent and Christina Ricci almost drowns like it's like not a happy children friendly movie rented it every week loved Okay. Loved it. Also, when I was slightly older, I feel like the other movie that I used to be able to just like watch on repeat was the Boz Lerman Romeo and Juliet okay. with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh my God. I could watch that like ad nauseum. Yeah. I had such a crush on Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And that was like I did too. peak like young Leo. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I also loved that thing you do, which I watched. I watched it like a month ago. It is so good. I don't remember it. It's like about – so actually Tom Hanks is in it, but I didn't realize that I was looking it up when I watched it. Tom Hanks wrote it. Oh, no way. Yeah. It's like the only movie he's written, and it's about this band. It's set in the 60s or – yeah, I think the 60s. It's so good. It really, really holds up. Interesting. Yeah. I, I will still watch Mermaids nostalgically though. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's good. All right. Maybe I'll watch it sometime. It's just not kid-friendly. Oh, yeah. Wait, what are yours? So I – my two ones that I, like, was obsessed with were The NeverEnding Story and The Princess Bride. I loved both of those. Um, I also loved Back to the Future, which we talked about earlier. Um, I loved, like, all the Tom Hanks movies, like, Big. Oh, I loved Big. Um, I loved Sleepless in Seattle. Um, I – I like we watched a lot of Disney movies in my house because I was the oldest, had like was pretty sheltered and wasn't allowed a lot of screen time, which is crazy because screen time is such a trendy thing. But my parents like just didn't want us to watch, look at the TV all day long. Um, and randomly, oh, so Aladdin was like our favorite. We loved Aladdin. Like, so my favorite was I loved um, the Lion King. So, oh, I love the, the Lion, Lion King. King too. Came out when I was eight. It looks like okay. so it was like. I think I was, like, the kind of, like, perfect age for it. Yeah. I think I was 13 when it came out. I loved it. And I had a cat that looked like a lion, so that helped. I always have a cat that looks like a lion. Oh, and then randomly, this is so not something that one would think I loved. I loved the Mighty Ducks. I remember I remember liking the Mighty Ducks when I was a kid, too, and, like, I know nothing about hockey. Yeah. I just remember, like, the, like, team spirit of it and, like, how positive it was. Like I And young Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So those are mine. I would like to watch that thing you do with you. Okay. I'm I'm I can do that. Okay. Yeah. What about documentaries? I feel like you don't watch a lot of documentaries. I don't. I'm not a documentary person. I will rarely watch a documentary. Like it has to be so hyped for me to watch it. Yeah. I that is just not I feel like if I'm consuming nonfiction content. I probably want it to be audio. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll listen to nonfiction podcasts. I feel like is probably my f- number one. Interesting. N- way that I would want to consume something or like an article. I would pick a documentary over a nonfiction podcast. I would pick like 
an article, like a deep dive article is my number one. A podcast is number two. And then like a documentary is number three. Okay. And then we all know that nonfiction books are number four and then I will never read them, <laughs> even though I say I will. That's so funny. Okay. What type of documentaries do you like? I like murdery ones, but I also like will go through these kicks like where I get really obsessed with a thing and I want to watch like learn everything about it. Like when I went to Cuba, I then came home and watched like five documentaries about Cuba. Um, oh, I couldn't watched, tell you what they were. I did watch the documentary about leaving the Hasidic Jewish faith. Oh, one of us. One of us. Because so good. Because we live kind of on the cusp of a Hasidic neighborhood. And yeah. I was – I just found it so interesting when I moved to Brooklyn because even though I lived in Manhattan, I just didn't realize the density of the Hasidic Jewish population in Williamsburg. And I realized that I didn't know anything about it. And it was just really, really surprising to me. And so I watched that documentary. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I love that one. The other one, the other thing I love is a food documentary. Like my friend produced one called Cuban Food Stories. So speaking of Cuba, and it's amazing. My old boyfriend did Jiro Dreams of Sushi, which was like just food porn. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good food documentaries, and I will watch all of them. Yeah, no, I'm not. Food and murder, ways to my heart. I feel like I'm really lowbrow with all of my media consumption, like books. It's funny because I don't think of you as a lowbrow person, but then you like you're like, oh yeah, I only do rom rom coms ever, basically. It's true. I am who I am. Yeah. I also think that I maybe used to be more balanced in my twenties or like earlier because I was not insecure about owning my interests, but I would be yeah. like, oh, that makes me seem like a dumb person. Or yeah. That, and I. I don't think that anymore. Like, I'm like, no, I'm I'm secure that I'm a smart person. Yeah. And like, if these are my interests, these are my interests. And yeah. so I don't, I'm not going to force myself to watch things that I'm not interested in. So I feel like I really just like come into my give no fuck stage. And I'm like, yeah, no, I only want to watch rom-coms. And you know what? I think Chalet Girl is a great movie. <laughs> you you like what you like. And I love that about you. Yeah. Although I hated Chalet Girl. <laughs> oh, you're so wrong. Maybe I'm going to watch Chalet Girl tonight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Have, what about favorite recent movies? Have you watched anything like newish? So the last movie that I ever watched in a theater before quarantine was 1917. It's a war movie, which is totally not my type of thing. And I would never rewatch this again because it just made me sob. But honestly, Becca, it is so moving. And I think that the only reason I would watch it is in a theater, to be honest, because it's so just seeing it on a big screen. And it's like basically all shot in one in like one continuous scene. Oh, interesting. Excellent, excellent movie. Not a war movie person at all. Went because a group of my friends when I was in Charleston were all going. So I went and I like literally cried at the end. It was really good. Yeah. It's not a movie I see you enjoying. No. 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 But in the theater, it's not a movie I would pick either. But in the theater, it was excellent. Yeah. Um, We're watching my favorite recent movie tomorrow night. We're having a movie night, and I'm forcing you – not forcing you. I'm excited. We're mutually decided that we're going to watch it. I watched The High Note a few weekends ago, and it's this movie with Tracy Ellis Ross and Dakota Johnson, and it came out in May of this year. So I think it kind of just got lost in COVID. And I don't even think movie theaters were open, so I think it probably just, like, went direct to streaming or, you know – 
DVD or I don't know what the yeah. right terminology is. But um, so basically, Tracy Ellis Ross is an aging singer. So she's like past her prime and was famous. Like she almost seems to me like a Mariah Carey type where it was like she was huge, but she hasn't released any new music recently. And um, Dakota Johnson is her assistant. Oh. And it's like a comeback story. So she's oh, like trying to make a comeback and like put out new music and like the record label is telling her that like she's too old and she can't do that. Oh, I and can't wait. It's like a um it's kind of like a girl power movie. I loved it. Oh, I can't wait. I loved it. And it's also really um wait, we also talked about the Emma Roberts one. So, I haven't watched that yet. It's called The Holiday. Holiday. It's the first Netflix Christmas movie for this year. I think we need to wait on that because I think if we watch it without Rachel, she'll be really, really mad. So we might have to watch it on Saturday with Rachel. I don't know that I'm going to do that, but (laughs) (laughs) no, I love I love Rachel. I don't know that I want to have plans both nights of the weekend. Okay. Yeah. So I'm very excited about the holiday too, but I feel like Rachel is my Christmas movie ride or die. Okay. I will understand if you want to watch it with her. Yeah. But I'm excited for our date tomorrow. I'll watch Last Holiday with you if you'd like to watch that. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I got, I sound like such a Grinch. It's like, Grace, what do you like? I like murder and food. <laughs> you like what you like. Yeah. I'm not here to judge. I think you'll really like the Tracy Ellis Ross movie. It's like very fun. That sounds right in my alley. I love anything like really girl powery and I love a comeback story and I love yeah. anything about the entertainment industry. Yeah. So I think that's going to be right up my alley. No, it's good. Christmas movies I could care less about, but I do really like Emma Roberts. Oh, I love a Christmas movie. I don't know why. It's just like a warm hug. And I recognize, like, I watch Christmas movies and I'll be like, this is bad. What was the one where they got married at the end? Like, it was so bad. The Christmas Prince? Maybe. Well, they had a second movie for their wedding. No, it was a different one. Um, It was so bad. It was like I can't even remember what happened to it. I just I just remember being like they should not be getting married. Like they haven't even kissed yet. Oh, that's a lot of them. Yeah, that's a lot of them. It it is a it is a totally separate entity for me. And we're gonna do a holiday episode, so we'll we can talk more about Christmas movies. I'm rolling my eyes as she says this. No, I thought we already said we were gonna do a yeah. holiday episode, not about Christmas movies, yeah. but about holiday stuff. Yeah, we are. And I'll talk. I'll get on a soapbox and I'll talk about Christmas movies. Yeah. Um. I don't know why. It just makes me really happy. There's only there's only been a few that I really can't watch. Okay. The only way I can watch them is if I'm like live commenting on them on Twitter or Instagram stories, <gasps> making fun of them. Well, I'm glad we're not watching the holiday together. I want to watch it with somebody who appreciates, appreciates it. it. I guess I'm not appreciative. Sorry. I'm excited for the high note. Good. Maybe we'll watch that thing you do if we want to watch a second one. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay. Should we talk about some non-TV and movie-related stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have an Instagram obsession this week? I kind of do. So I – yeah, I do. So um, I feel like I'm, like, really late to this party. But um, Grace was telling me on Saturday, I was, like, down here at, I don't know, like, in the morning. And we were talking about um, – she was like, do you follow, follow Lindsay Silberman? And I was like, no. Oh, yeah. And she's like, she's launching this candle thing. And she's like, I think you'd be into it. And so I started following her. Did you get a pre-order today? No. Oh, my God. She keeps selling out of them. No. I ordered them at 9 a.m. the day that she launched them. So um, Grace is like, I think you'd be into this like candle thing. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll follow her. So I started following Lindsay Silverman um, this week. And I feel like everyone knows who she is. And like, 
is already like a huge fan of hers. Yeah. Um, but I'm really obsessed with getting these candles that I don't even know what the candles smell like. It's called Hotel Candle Company. And she put them on sale at 9 a.m. on Sunday. And I probably went to try to buy them at like 10 o'clock and they were gone. Yeah. And so now the candles are even like more mythical because they like are sold out. And I'm like, I need to know what these candles smell like. I know. I bought both and I'm it's it's so rare for me to buy a candle without knowing that what it's gonna smell like. Also, I feel like a lot of times Like I don't know what scent notes cigar what is. Totally. Like scent notes mean nothing to me. Yeah, it's like cool, but then you get it and it smells terrible. Or right. it smells great and you're like, I don't usually like that note. Yeah. Yeah. I that is so funny. I'm really excited for her. Wait, she released more and I missed it again. She did yesterday. Man, I didn't even know about that one. Did you sign up for her emails? Yes. Oh, funny. Well, I will. We, you can smell mine when they come. I gotta gotta huff your mythical candles. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is well. First of all, I was curious, and I'd love to know what yours is. I went to Instagram and I sorted it by earliest. Usually, I sort it by latest to see who I most recently followed. And my earliest person, the first person I ever followed on Instagram, was Alicia M. Lund, who um, she still has a blog called Cheetah Is the New Black, and um, that just warmed my heart because we're still friends and. I still follow her, but it just made me laugh. What's uh, yours? My first one is my friend Kyle Pace. Okay. When I joined, none of my regular friends were on Instagram yet. I was just using oh. it like more for like influencer stuff. He's pretty techie, so I guess he was yeah. he was there early. So funny. But my obsession is someone that my other obsession, which I feel like I talk about Melissa Woodhealth like fanatically, but she shared this woman's page, which is Yasmin, Y-A-S-M-I-N-N-E, Cheyenne, C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E. And she just puts a lot of like really good inspirational quotes up. Like today's was about taking a break and resting. And I just really like her. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm getting back on the Melissa bandwagon. I resubscribed yesterday and I did my first Melissa workout today. So I'm ready to be like on the Melissa train again. I love her. I feel like my core has gotten so strong. I've been doing her for like three three months every day, and I notice a really big difference. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Her workouts are like sneaky. Yeah, they're sneaky hard. Yeah. Yeah. What about regular obsessions? Okay, so I have two. So my first one is when I had all my back pain on um, Monday, I went to Dwayne Reed, and I was like, I need something to fix this. Yeah. And I impulse bought an icy hot patch. And I usually use like the Thermacare, like the hot ones, yeah. not the icy hot ones. And holy fuck, Grace, it is magical. Really? Wait, did you use the Equilibria cream? No. That's so good on a sore muscle. I didn't think about it. Yeah, you have that though, right? I have it, but I didn't think okay. about it. But I feel like I need to stock up on these icy hot patches. It was magical. And at, and I also, I'd also taken Tylenol. So at some point I was like, yeah, I don't really think, I don't. It was like after eight hours and I was like, I don't think the icy hot patch is doing anything anymore. And I took it off and I was like, immediately felt a difference. Like it was magic. Oh, wow. That's really good to know. I know. So yeah. I'm I'm definitely like a convert to that. So it's just like, men- it's like a menthol patch. Yeah. So that's a very niche obsession of mine. And then my other one is this company reached out to me and this doesn't happen to me as much. So I was like, and usually when it does, it's not something that I actually want. Yeah. So I, I politely decline. But very rarely do like interests align and somebody reaches out to me and they're like, hey, do you want this thing? And I'm like, actually, I really do. Yeah. And so this company, Print Fresh, reached out to me and they were like, hey, we'd love to send you some pajamas or a robe. And first of all, you know how I feel about robes. Yeah. 
robe life is the best life. Yeah. Which robe did you get? Because I have one too. I got the one with the like cheetahs or jaguars on it. That's like light pink. Okay. I have that in blue. Oh, funny. Yeah. It's actually. But really I have f- the light pink nightshirt with the cheetahs on it. It's actually really funny because after I got it, I like took a picture of myself in it and sent it to my group text with like Rachel and Maxie and um, our friend Tara. And then like Maxie immediately sent back a photo of her wearing it. And then Rachel sent back that she'd ordered it like unrelatedly that oh, week. So, so I feel funny. like everyone has it. Yeah. But so I'd seen this robe all over Instagram. And you know that I have a lot of PTSD from Instagram brands and I don't know which ones to trust because of my great tablecloth dress debacle of 2018 or 2019. I can't remember when I bought all those terrible Mm -hmm. dresses. And I've just been burned by too many Instagram companies that I haven't heard of and I don't know how to tell if they're legit. So I'd seen the pajamas and I'm like, I want that robe. And then they reached out and they were like, can we send this to you? And I was like, oh, you know, even if it sucks. Yeah. I'm You're not, not paying, paying for, it. for it. And it came and I'm like, I'm obsessed with this. Yeah. They're so It's so great. cute. It's also the kind of robe I like. I don't like a cozy robe. I like a thin robe. Yeah. And I don't like a silk robe. I like like a cotton it's perfect thin robe. It's so perfect. Yeah. And it's so cute. It's like really fun. I have a lot of their stuff. I have three oh, three night shirts, a pair of pajamas, and a robe. I feel like um I might be into I don't like pant pajamas. I only like short pajamas, so yeah. I don't have the pant ones. I have the, the shirt with the shorts, but my favorite is a night shirt. Oh yeah, I feel like I might have to check out what kind of short pajamas they have. They're really good. What's your obsession? My obsession is Goldoon, which oh, is yes. so sh- this girl woman Azora Packnad is my old intern from Bobble Bar days. I know. Um, I still I call her Zoe, but she goes by Azora now. She launched this really cool company. It's called Goldoon and it's all sustainable. So everything on the site has a um an end like I think an end plan if that's what it's called, but it's just very cool products and she's doing everything so ethically and I'm really impressed. It's very cool. So she used to so she's part of our ex bobble bar Crew. crew and I'm always so happy to see people doing amazing things yeah it made me feel old that like my old intern is now a startup founder yeah but um she before this most recently she used to work at food 52 so I feel like she has like access to all this like really interesting sourcing knowledge about um cool house stuff so it's all like stuff for your house that's sustainable mm-hmm. um and it's like the best of the best yeah and it's ev- like everything is just beautifully designed like yeah. there's aromatherapy diffusers and napkins and laundry pods and I'm looking at her site right now there's like bean bags and like washable reusable mop covers it's just it's she has really good taste and I love what they're doing and just like I love the tagline she it says we make being a good person a little bit easier and then it says which is something I agree on sustainability doesn't have to be so beige we bridge the gap (laughs) right? We bridge the gap between what looks good, what works good and feels good so that you can be a conscious consumer without all the homework. I love that. I'm just so proud of her and I think that she did such a good job with it. Yeah. Yeah. What about books? What have you been reading this week? Okay. So I've been reading a lot. On audiobooks, I am listening to Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. And actually, speaking of movies, I watched the movie last night. I saw your stories about that sobbing hysterically. So I want to say the book covers so much more ground than the movie does. There's so many different cases that come up in the book. The movie is more about the Walter McMillan case, but the book 
goes through several other cases and is just like so much more in depth. So if you're like, I watched the movie, I don't need to read the book, read the book. It's, um, it's just, it's wonderful. It's very sad, but it is such a good look at all of the problems in the cr- criminal justice system. So doing that. Then I read, um, I read my sister, the serial killer, which to be transparent, we were vetting that as a possible book for our November book club. And I just didn't like it enough to be a book club pick. I didn't think there was a good enough discussion around it. I enjoyed it. I felt like, so I think that I thought that it was going to be a thriller and it was more of a um, dark comedy. So it's definitely, it's definitely worth reading and I liked it, but I didn't love it. I will also add, if you guys know any more thrillers by Black or any just more diverse authors, I would love to hear them. Please go to the Facebook group and let's talk about it there because I I did, I really enjoyed Tiffany Jackson's books. I enjoyed When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole, but there's not a lot. And um, I love a thriller, a murdery thriller, but they're all like, like I'm looking for like the Black live live Constantine. Like I'm looking for something like that's really light and fun um, and maybe incorporates incorporates some heavier things, kind of like our romance novels do, but I'm not finding anything. So I would love recommendations for that because obviously thrillers are my genre, but I'm having a hard time finding like light unputdownable thrillers by black or other um, women of, especially women of color. So that, then after that, I read The Unraveling of Cassidy Holmes and I passed that along to Becca because I think she's going to really enjoy it. So that I would describe as kind of like Daisy Jones and the Six meets The Comeback, which both of those were book club picks of ours. Yeah, that's going to be good. And um, so basically it's it's set back and forth between like the early 2000s, like think of like the Britney and Justin era. Love that. And um, now, and it's modern day and one of the members of this girl group has killed herself. So we go back and forth to know, to find out what happened. I didn't love the ending and I felt like a lot was left unresolved, but I just, it was one of those books where I was like so excited to sit down and read it. And that made me really happy. Lastly, I just started last night, a book that was recommended to me by my sister. It's a nonfiction book and it's joyful by Ingrid Fatel Lee. And it's all about how objects and design can bring us happiness. Oh, interesting. That sounds very up your sister's alley. Yeah, yeah. It's one of her favorite books. She always tells me I need to read it. And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've had it for six months and haven't read it. (laughs) We're gearing up for another fight because I – so I finished Kitchens of the Great Midwest by J. Ryan Stottle. And I loved this book so much. And I like really need you to read it. And I already know that you're not. I'll read it. Excited. Maybe. You're like telling me in the same way that you told your sister that you're going to read Joyful, but you're not actually planning on it. I know. I'm just – the thing is that I'm really focused on reading diverse authors. And so any like books that are written by like white men or women, like they have to like really grab me in order to want to read uh, them. It was so good. It is this book of – um there is a there is a main character that is woven through, but it's a, about a bunch of distinct stories about – different people in the Midwest and their relationship with food or the culinary industry. And so um, it was so well done. If you like food, if you like cooking, if you like 
restaurants if you like I like I mean I'm sure I'll it, love it. It was so so well done and it was shocking to me that I hadn't heard more about this. I I heard about it in our Facebook group when somebody we were talking about what were the most like your favorite underappreciated books and this came up and um I I heavily agree. It was so good. It's a it's a small book. It's like quick and bring it down and I I will put it in the list. It's just if I read eight books a month and I want at least half of those to be by a more diverse range of authors, then I only get four. I know, but I think that you will, just knowing how much you like food and that you grew up in a restaurant, I think that you will appreciate this more than the average bear. Okay. So I loved that. And then I started, um, I'm just on a white men kick right now of reading books by white men. Um, But I started Anxious People by Frederick Bachman, who is the author of A Man Called Ove. I have that. And I want to know all your thoughts. Well, so it... Because that isn't grabbing me either. It's in my pile. And I'm like, eh. So I felt the same. And then I happened to be on Goodreads over the weekend. And the reviews for it are fantastic. Okay. And all the reviews talk about how funny it is. I'm only like 50 pages in, so I can't really opine. It's like kind of a police procedural, but it's like kind of like a wacky police procedural. Okay. So um, I'm. it's about a robbery. And it's basically like a robbery happens in the first couple pages that goes wrong. Like a guy tries to rob a bank and like gets nervous and like runs into an open house across the street. And then like, holds everyone hostage for an hour and then disappears. And the police are trying to solve this crime. And it, and so it's not like the crime happens right up front. It's not like yeah. everyone's fine. Like it's not like scary or dangerous or anything. So it's kind of this like wacky police procedural. And it is very funny so far. Um, it's not my usual genre, but I really loved A Man Called Ove. And so I was like, well, let's see. And it's getting yeah. so many good reviews. It's so. gotten such good press. I just haven't. I keep looking at it and being like, meh. Not today. Well, I'll let you know next week when I'm finished. And in the meantime, if you are looking for a book, we announced our November book club pick on Instagram and in the Facebook group. But if you haven't heard yet, we are reading Destination Wedding by Diksha Basu. And we're going to discuss the last week of the month like usual. And this one is a really fun one. So I first of all, it looks like a romance from the cover and it's not. It's more like a complicated family book. Um, And so it is about a woman named Tina Doss who's in her early 30s and she's a TV producer and she is going to Delhi in India with her parents and their significant others for a wedding of her cousin and it's like a very fancy crazy over the top wedding. Yeah. And um she's bringing along her best friend as well. And so it's about the wedding and the interdynamics of her family, her immediate family with like her parents um and then kind of like her friendship with this girl and it's it was great. I just I loved the book from cover to cover and I also had this feeling when I was reading it that I would be best friends with the main character and I Same. wish she was a real person. Same. I loved her. Loved her. So I'm really excited. I think there's a ton to discuss about this book. I think it'll be a really good discussion. So I hope you'll pick it up and read it along with us. And in the meantime, if you'd like to talk to us more about your favorite TV shows or movies or thoughts on our favorite TV shows or movies, let's chat in the Facebook group. And if you have any rom-com recs that I haven't seen, I want all of them. Or thrillers by diverse authors. Yes. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. 
I'm on Instagram at Grace Atwood, and I blog every single day except Sundays at thestripe.com. So not every single day. And I'm on Instagram at Becca. I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Becca Freeman. You just like really emphasized every single day. Every day besides Sunday. Most <laughs> bloggers don't publish new content every day. No, I know. But you were like every single day and you were like except for one of them. Um, and... Uh, my other podcast, Romcom Pods, there are still two weeks left, I think. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, I would love you to give it a try. It's completely different than this. It's a fiction podcast. And let me know what you think. Do it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>